Hey, Redhead Racing Radio. We're coming to you live from two super unique locations this week. My name's Jason Schultz. I'm live at the White House. Yeah, right. Andrew Crone, where are you? I am here in Phoenix, Arizona at the racetrack. We got our own little room up here. If you can see here in the background, we had to put the shade down because uh, the echo, or not the echo, but the... The echo. The, the sun's echo. Yeah, I'm hearing an echo right now. We're trying out some new technology and I'm trying to get it to work on my end. So that's what you hear. But yeah, we're here at Phoenix. Oh, that's cool. And Phoenix isn't, the track isn't actually in Phoenix, Arizona. So you lied about that. And I'm correct about my location because it's a podcast and people have no idea where we're actually coming from. So we can say anything we want. Yeah, the White House has a plain black wall with some guitars there. What color is this wall? I mean, I mean, plain white, man. I'm, it's not my day. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wasn't NASCAR's day at Phoenix either. Yeah, I know. It was the restarts were freaking crazy, though. Okay, I texted this to I think everyone this morning or whatever. Like NASCAR went from Phoenix, like the only thing exciting about is the restarts. That's literally the only thing that's good about Phoenix. It's taken a hit ever since they decided to make it the best track ever and put the championship race at it. I think in the post-race zooms, at least, drivers and Jeff Gluck, was this was kind of like his main theme. Like he was asking, why is it that we're finally, because this was the first time we saw the top 10 actually be like a legitimate top 10, you yeah. know what I mean? So he was like, why do you think that is? And the drivers said it was the high horsepower, low downforce package you have to experience, Denny Hamlin said it perfectly, experience is way underrated at these types of tracks, and you have to know how to run a short run versus a long run and be there at the end. And he seemed to attribute the package to more experienced drivers when we get to these kinds of short tracks versus intermediates. Talent rises, and I think that's yeah. how racing probably should be. It shouldn't be a game of you know luck and strategy. It should be a game of who can drive the best and I'm cool with it's crazy how the more horsepower package, less downforce package lets the most talented drivers do well. That's a crazy, crazy concept. Never could have thought up that before, but I think we're learning a lot about that. <laughs> I know. I know we're just getting around to it now, and it's like that's when yeah. And then of course we're gonna change everything this year. But and you know it was a freaking when we got here, when my I picked my dad up. It was absolutely stunning, and then the clouds rolled in, and it probably didn't pop higher than 65 degrees here at Phoenix. So it's like Mother Nature knows what's up, too. Yeah. You know what else sucks? What? That you don't have to time change, and I have to time change, and my body's all messed up right now, and I hate it all, and it's stupid. Yeah, it's 8.30 where you are. How about that? Stupid. I know. Feels weird. Um, can I say something else yeah. that's on my mind? You're on your AirPods, right? I am. And no one can hear me else in the room besides you. I don't believe so, no. Um, you think if Fox keeps saying this is gonna be the best season ever, they're just gonna everyone's just gonna start believing it because they won't shut up about that. And I have not I don't believe like, yeah, five different winners is cool, but let's make the racing good and have things happen throughout the race and just put on a good entertaining product like the Xfinity series, and maybe then you could call it the best season ever. But let's let it happen first before we try to label it. I know, and I was kind of, I've been skeptical. Is this going in, by the way? Yeah, of course. All right. Yeah, I've been, I, I, I was skeptical when I first heard it, and, and mainly from the standpoint of, like, 
we're coming off a, a rough year in the world. And now all of a sudden, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is going to be the best season ever. And we're going to start kind of the same way all of 2020 went. I don't know. For me, it's like I can't look at it that way because everything's still shut down. You know, we're still it's doing things yet. virtually. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's hard to promote it. But it, what, one thing that was interesting, and hopefully we're going to be in that direction as we further down the season. But Truex, I actually asked him in the post-race press conference, you know, he seemed way excited to, to get out of the car and see the fans and, and to hear the roar. And I asked him, you know, like, it was a year ago today, when, or a year ago this race, when it was the last normal NASCAR race we had. And since we've gone and shut down, and he said that the grid energy was probably the most electric it's been since COVID because there were people at least hanging out in the infield. Um, and I get the on-track action is cool, but I think in order for it to be the best season ever, you got to have fans in the stands, and it's got to be completely normal. But we've had a Excitement. pretty good start up until uh, the green flag today. Yeah, it's just not. Like, I'm just tired of that. Let's stop saying that. A um, couple more things here. I've got a list of topics. I'm starting to develop a list of topics throughout the week I want to cover. One thing that I want to talk about – actually, let me talk about this first. Um, Pete Pistoni had a good tweet today. You want me to read it? Sure, go ahead. It's so weird with the rotation of sponsors and pain schemes every week. I don't, I didn't visualize, visually make a connection who was driving most of the top 10 cars when, when, when the race went green. Sign of the times. I'm so right. Like, I was just like, as soon as I saw that tweet, I looked at the screen. I'm like, everyone has different pain schemes this week. It's very hard to tell who's who. And I'm not complaining about, you know, more sponsors, but it's annoying that. NASCAR's like one of the staples used to be everyone had the same pretty much scheme all year long and it was very recognizable and that's how you build brands in the sport and that doesn't seem the case anymore and it's frustrating that everyone's got different looking cars and different colors every single week and it just lacks that kind of continuity that is necessary to grow your brand as a sport and grow your brand as teams and drivers. What throws me off the most is like Kyle Busch, he was the guy that I, like, we literally, I asked my dad who's sitting right next to me, it's like, hey, find Kyle Busch out in the field, and it's like, he was running what Eric Jones's paint scheme was, and it, that yeah. was confusing to me, but that's actually interesting you mentioned that, because the way I feel about at least the NBA these days, it's like a freaking new uniform every single, yeah. like, it. there exactly. is no standard uniform anymore, it's like, yeah. it doesn't make it exciting when you go to an alternate, because every weekend seems to be an alternate. Um, yeah, I don't it's know not if special to do different paint schemes because they're all I know. different all the time. I know, yeah. But I mean, took that, took that away. That was one of my favorite things about the sport growing up is new paint schemes at the All Star race or whatever. That used to be special. Now it's not special, and it's just I don't know. It's not good. I don't think it's good. I think we've evolved more in terms of graphic design and yeah, and 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 marketing in that aspect. And I'm sure that's probably why we're seeing a little bit more of that. On the topic of just like not enough stuff happening in the cup race, just like not enough entertaining or interesting things happening. Like, yeah, there's some strategy, there's some coming comers and goers, but like that's such a small part of the what the overall race could be from an entertainment perspective. And I judge it. We've talked about the last couple of weeks that based off the Xfinity Series race, that seems to be way more exciting. A lot of things happening. A little inside podcasting here for Door Bumper Clear. I kind of come up with topics after each race, like what was entertaining about it. And I'm struggling to find really anything from the cup race, but the extreme series race, I've got three. We had a guy double bird, another driver. Yeah. How great was that? That was, that happened right Where in is front that of us. I know. Yeah. yeah. 
And that was and um, man, that what a bummer for the eight team too. Like now that since Taylor's come on our show and I've started to do some more things on YouTube with him in terms of just Taylor Moyer, crew chief yeah. of the number eight car. He's the best. We um we actually got together on Friday and filmed a great little thing. Um, he tells some good Dale Jr. stories too about why the one thing that Dale Jr. asked him not to do when he was crew chiefing for him at Darlington, <laughs> that kind of uh, seemed to get Taylor a little bit nervous, which uh, that was a great story. I w- I'll, I'll leave it at that tease, but um, the A-team has been running great as of, like, they have been one of the stronger junior motorsports cars, it seems like. I know we're kind of going off topic here, but um, they seem to have been pretty strong to start this season out. Yeah, and then everyone wrecks, so thanks a lot for bringing that up. Yeah, sorry about that. What's your other topic? Um, did I say I had two topics a second ago? Oh boy. I don't know if this is it, but here's another topic I thought of this week. Um, Noah Gregson just tweeted something about his new merch on his website. And I'm like, I was just thought about it. I'm like, he said, no new merch on NoahGregsonRacing.com. Some stuff already sold out. Once it's gone, it's gone. Fire emoji. Love the fire emoji. Big fire emoji guy. (laughs) Throw fire emojis in everything. It's great. So what made me think about that was like, how many X20 series drivers are first of all selling merch or big enough names to like get people to buy their merch? Yeah. I highly doubt there's Austin Cindric merch much being sold, but the reason why Noah probably sells merch and is really big on his name, his name's out there more because he's a bigger star. He's a bigger um, interest to fans and he just keeps his name in the headlines. And that's what keeps merch selling. Like that's how you do business and that's how you stay relevant and build your brand in the sport. And he does such a good job at that. And that was what Dale Sr., I think, was one of his cornerstones, like business philosophies. Like, if I keep being relevant, I'm going to keep buying, like, people are going to keep buying my stuff. If I stay in the headlines, if I do things that keep me top of mind, I'm going to sell T-shirts and I'm going to make money. And Noah seems to have a very similar approach to that. And I think all drivers should, like we talked about last week, if you're talking about me, it's good. If you're talking about me, I'm probably selling merch and people are backing me and showing their support and I think that is a very good uh, way of thinking and way of business he's got going on. Well, and not only that, but merch like that is not only like a built brand, but you're kind of building a little bit of a culture, a cult following, right? With Cult. Yeah. It's a cult. Yeah. Noah Gregson's got his cult. (laughs) Yep. But I mean, like, that's, that's the first step. And yeah, it's, uh, he's got some cool, like, it's like a cartoon kind of looking thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good stuff there. Like, keep keep your name in the headlines. Like, you th- like there's not many other drivers that are in the headlines enough to sell merch, especially in the lower series. Like, that's he's got something good going for him. Hey, there was I, I want to bring this up. This was one of, I know we're taught like we've been praising Denny Hamlin on social media the past couple of weeks. He did this great thing where he called people on Facetime. And I don't know. It's a TikTok trend. You're it? not on TikTok, so you want to get it. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's old. It's been like two months old. All right. But, but Denny but Hamlin doing it, it was great. Yeah. I thought that describe was describe what it is for the people that may have missed. It. Yeah. So he called. Quickly. He called a bunch of people, including like Michael Waltrip. They answered on Facetime, and then he goes, "Hey, sorry, I can't talk right now." But he was the one who called him. It was, and then he called his mom, and there was like a whole back and forth thing. He's just, he's, he's. He's the Smart. man when it comes to social yeah. media this year. What a follow. Very good. Yeah. You got to get on TikTok because I was like, Denny, this is old news. Like people did this months <laughs> ago, but it's good. St- like it's fun content and it got 
It was well received. Very good. Yeah. Also, I think Michael Waltrip was staying at the same house he was this week. So that was totally a setup one. Like that was a, I'm going to do this to you, which I thought was funny. If you follow social all week, you knew he was with Michael. So when he called Michael, it was kind of like, it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. So during the race today, Andrew was not interested at all with what's happening on track. So he was doing some tech stuff off track up in his suite. First of all, tell people where the little room you were in was in the suites of Phoenix Raceway. Yeah, today we're actually in it right now and they're breaking down on either side of us. But right here to my right is the MRN booth. To my left was the Fox booth. Um, And that was cool because... You you, uh, you you got to see everyone at work, which was kind of neat. And, and Mike Joy and Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer over to our left just, just working. And, and uh, it was neat to just kind of see how the, the chemistry worked there. And what was cool is you would go and you'd like walk out in the hallway and you would just hear as if you were watching on TV. And you're like, oh, hey, someone's got their TV on. And you're like, no, wait, that's hmm. just them and their voices because they left the door open. Um, so that was pretty cool to, to be able to see that and, um, to see them work through everything. So, and, uh, we ran into Adam Alexander too. We got to get him on the show. For sure. We went to Chick-fil-A once for lunch, not to brag or anything, but. Oh, dang. How about mm, that? Big deal. What'd you get? I had (laughs) Chick-fil-A. No, I know. All right. never mind. We'll save it for the next, we'll save it for his episode. Yeah. We'll save it for the interview. (laughs) All right. Um, the one big, one funny idea I had when you told me where your position was in the suites between the booths, there's this meme. Sometimes if you have like a blank sheet of paper, like people can like write different things on the paper. Like you're holding up a piece of paper. It's blank. Like people can write whatever they want as like a meme kind of thing. So I said, Andrew, take a picture of you facing the booth with a blank piece of paper so we can make a meme out of you and write different things on. You know what kind of things I wanted you to write on it? What? Where's post-race coverage? Question uh-huh. mark. And she's <laughs> standing next to them with a sign that says, where's post-race coverage? Oh, wait, like of me like holding a sheet of paper, not yeah. facing, like, like facing away from the booth so the booth wouldn't see the paper. No, I don't know. I'm trying. It's probably, this is way harder to do that i'm not there i don't know what the situation's <laughs> like but it's kind of like you want you want people to know like the booth's there and you're holding the sheet up to tell the booth like send them a message so first message would be where's post-race coverage second message would be get rid of the cartoons yeah and third message would be stop talking about clint boyer and jeff Gordon on the pre-race show instead of the actual players in the race on the pre-race show yeah, and it was Chasm sent out a great tweet. He's like, "Hey, they'll probably won't mention it, but did you know that Jeff Gordon and Clint Boyer got in a fight in 2012?" Like, ah, <laughs> uh, they are over. Okay, here's the thing. So I didn't. I I think it's fine because it's the first time they're together. You can play it this weekend. Don't play it every time we go to Phoenix. Though. Yeah, yeah, and just stop talking about it every. Like, just stop talking about them every week and talk about what's actually going to happen in the race. But it's about maybe when there's nothing happening in the races, it's hard to talk about that. So that's what they resort to. I don't know. It's just, uh, is it June yet? Is it, is it NBC time yet? That's all I want to know. <laughs> is it June yet? Yep. Um, you know, one other thing we did while we were on FaceTime while Andrew was playing with technology because he was disinterested in the race. I told him, because, you know, TV is behind normal time. So I said, hey, commentate the race for me because i'm missing it right now because it's not back yet so i took a video of andrew doing this on facetime so we're going to play it now and blaney for a second as they exit the uh, turn two onto the back stretch 
Ryan Blaney gets a clear gap over Brad Keselowski. Now focuses his sights on race leader and teammate Joey Logano. Here comes Hamlin to the inside. Shoves the two up. And Hamlin going for third. <laughs> Chase Elliott in the mix. All right. I'm going to go back to this. That was <laughs> That was great. I thought you did a fantastic job. Someone should hire you right now. Yeah, should I not swear on air next time, though? <laughs> turn two. Yep, yeah, that's yeah. what everyone calls it, though. That's its nickname. Well, that's your weird thing. Yeah, what turn four? And in Phoenix, it's... <laughs> yeah. It's um, what? I mean, I'm in a public place. Is everyone in the room besides you and your dad? But, uh, any moment could be. Say it. Say it. What's turn two? Well, in Pocono, we have Say it. what turn what what turn four in Phoenix. We have f-ing turn two. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> gonna become a thing on the show now. Every time we talk about anything happening in turn two, we made a moment. Congratulations. Nice, nice. Yeah, that's the nickname we have for tracks. I can't wait yeah. for road courses. We're gonna give them all new nicknames. Yeah, we'll name all. Maybe we'll break course. down. What's the first road course? We go to Coda. Probably. We got a. There's already road course this season. You idiot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Well, when we go to Kodo, we got to literally reassign and like come up with what our own nicknames yeah. would be for each corner. I think that'd be good. Yeah. All right. A couple last things. Hey, but we that go. call was good. Like, that was pretty solid. Yeah. There, no, I thought that was broadcast quality. It's probably better than broadcast quality. I didn't see. Here's like, the thing. I would have gotten more into right it, now. but the real broadcasters were on both sides of me. So I didn't oh, want to like. You? Because like. Show them up. Every you don't want to show them up. That's every it. now and then I can. <laughs> every now and then I can hear them when they raise their voice. So the last thing I would want is for this kid who's not doing it for anything but a FaceTime call to interrupt their broadcast or they can hear no, no. me bleed over doing doing a radio call. No, no. It's so you want to show them up. Yeah, that you it was a humble move. Nice for sure. to show you're too nice to tell like tell them how good you are at it. Yeah. And so you just try to be quiet about it. Yeah, I'm being humble about it. Uh, all right, a couple more things before we go. Martinsville's getting rid of its grass. Now that's the dumbest thing that's happened so far this year. What? I'm a, who cares? All, like I don't. Of all the tracks that need to get rid of grass, where was Martinsville on your list? Yeah, that's a good point. You're right. You're right. But it's talk like, about the aesthetic of Martinsville Speedway. How nice that little patch of grass that does nothing to affect anything. All right, but here's it just why. Looks nice when it rains at Martinsville. No one cares. People get stuck in it. I'm. I'm bet you that's a big reason why. Um, very rarely because it's so hot. Make it off. turf. Like, they don't. People don't. We gotta make everything turf. Yeah. I just want it for good pictures. You know how great content is with green grass like that? It makes it look so much better. Now I'm less likely to want to post pictures of Martinsville because it's just bland and concrete. Cities are bland. Parks are nice. You post pictures of parks, not sidewalks. Grass. <laughs> green is good. I'm sure they, they weighed that in the pros and cons. They better have. That's, the most, that's literally the only reason for it. And you want to know who I'm blaming for it? Who? <laughs> I'm just going to blame Steve O'Donnell because everyone on Twitter likes to blame him for things that are wrong. So we're just going to say that was his decision. (laughs) Okay. Last thing I got, I'm sorry. I have so many things. We had a really nice message from Sayers on Twitter. She said she listens to both DBC and uh, DJD and Redhead Racing Radio. So we really appreciate listening to the most important podcasts in NASCAR Redhead Racing Radio. We got to ask her to rank them. No, we don't. We already know the answer. So why would you ask about it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. We're, we're one above all. Um, this was kind of funny. Um, <laughs> so Alan Kavana in the post-race press conference today um, 
he had his hand raised and then quickly lowered it, but then they called on him before he was able to say, like, oh, no, I lowered my hand, my question's for Truex. So I texted him, hey, way to go, because anytime either one of us screw up on a Zoom, you can expect a text from the other person. Mm. And um, eventually he asked his question to Martin. I'm like, this better be a freaking good question you ask. And he was rattling off some stats about his restart. I said, hey, big stats guy. He replied, I should do a podcast. And I said, you should call it Redhead Racing Radio. You want to know what he said? Oh, no. He said, no, that would be dumb. At, wh- wow. Former guest alumni, Alan Cavana. Alan, our first guest. We're going to have to shun him from the show. We're never going to mention his name again. <laughs> Every time we say the name Alan Cavana again, Tyler's going to have to bleep it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Starting now. Yeah. You know who should join you with your new broadcast team you're setting up because you're so good at it? Yeah. 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 Oh. See. See who 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 are we talking about? No one's gonna know. He's we're gonna have to tweet. We're gonna have to, <laughs> we're gonna have to tweet and tell him that um, maybe we'll make this video or something. Nah, probably not. But um, we'll just tell him we gave him a special sound effect every time we talk about his name <laughs> on the podcast. And it's weekly about his name. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That is so great. Genius content. So so smart. Oh man. <laughs> All right. So we we have, we, have, we have two bleeps. For this show now, yeah. it's what we describe turn to, and then how, yep. and then his name. Oh, there, yep. did it again. <laughs> Tyler's got a lot of work on his hands. Yeah, he does. All he right. does, especially on my end. Random dude. race memory of the week, the segment I sometimes remember to include in every episode. All right, Jason, what do we We're got? We're going to Atlanta Motor Speedway, and Atlanta Motor Speedway in 2005 had a fantastic spring race. Huge crowd, great day. Lap one, like a 20-car pileup. I was like, Jason's like fifth race you ever watched in his life. I was like, oh, my God. Like I, That was Jason, seven years old, loves crashes. I was like, this is crazy. I think Bobby Hamilton was involved. Um, a lot of Jeff Burton might have been in it. It was a huge wreck on the backstretch. Like, what a way to start a race. That was just thrilling. I, we need more lap one, mile and a half, 20-car pileups. Yeah. That's what NASCAR is missing. Yeah. We tried that at Daytona this year. No. No, all right. Every track besides the plate tracks because everyone it gets too scared. Every yeah. track. Yeah. All right. This package. Nope, that's wrong. This podcast is brought to you by the fashion. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by the packaging source. Trust your packaging with the six time national distributor of the year. Maybe they should try designing NASCAR's package at mile and a half tracks. Yeah, they see should. See what happens. I would see I would feel good about that. If if we took it out of NASCAR's hands and and we, we gave it to them, I think that'd be great. Yeah. Let's just open it up to fan submissions for the aero package moving forward. Yeah. But you know who shouldn't do it? That... You know who shouldn't do it? Who? <laughs> yep. <laughs> or the person in charge of making the decisions to take grass out of Martinsville. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever that is. Especially turn two, man. Yeah. <laughs> what a great episode. <laughs> Follow Andrew on Twitter at at Andrew Curlin TV. Hey, Jason Schultz, where can we follow you? Follow me at Hey Jason Schultz. I'll tweet about all kinds of great things and use a really fancy font every once in a while. I like to keep it fresh. So check that out. How do you do the fancy font? You're one of those guys, huh? You know how to do that? No. How do you do it? Oh, I can't I can't give away my secrets on the show, but I'll tell you off the show. Huh. How about that? Mm-hmm. I wanna... People probably know how to do it. I'm surprised you don't know how to do it. I, yeah, I don't. I don't. All right. That's all I got. That's all I got. I brought my all and now it's gone.
We'll keep it short and sweet today. From Phoenix, Good. Arizona. Signing off from the White House. Hey, Joe, where's my stimmy? Shut up. <laughs>